you're listening to No Filter with Zach Peter, your go-to source for all the latest pop culture and reality TVT, surf fresh all week long. Now, let's dive in. Welcome on in, welcome on in, welcome on in. Sorry I'm a little late. I was taking some thirst traps because I was feeling myself and <laughs> that I'm looking at myself on camera and I'm like, I'm looking like a hot ass mess today. <sighs> Uh, I forgot to charge my phone last night, so it was dead when I woke up this morning. Because um, I was lying in bed, and I was like, why have the dogs not come? I was like, well, Sky hasn't come to bother me. Because normally, when Sky's ready to wake up, the house is ready to wake up. Because Sky like, will make sure everybody... Oof, my shirt needs to be wrinkled. I mean, my shirt needs to be ironed. Um, we are a hot mess this morning. Um... When Sky is ready to get up, the house has to get up. You know, it's just, it is what it is. Because Sky will run and he'll wake up Sully and it just is a whole, whole thing. Um, and I was like, why is Sky not? I was like, it feels, it's weird that my alarm, I'm lying in bed. I'm like, it's weird that the alarm hasn't gone off and it's weird that Sky hasn't come in. And then I go to check my phone and I realize it's not plugged into the charger because normally I leave it in the charger overnight. And then I look at my phone and then I realize, oh, <clears throat> It's 5.15. Normally we're up at 4.30-ish, give or take. Um, and then I realize, I go to check my phone, and I realize the phone is dead. And I was like, oh, well, that's why the alarm never went off, because I forgot to plug it into the charger, and then it died. <sighs> the audacity. Um, so then I had to get up and run and rush, and it's just been like a rush to the finish, but it's okay. I went to the gym. I got my workout in. did my Orange Theory. It's fucking killing it. Um... I have to say, I was struggling a bit. At the, I was really pushing it, pushing it at the gym this morning. Um, so then I came back and I was like, ooh, I'm feeling myself. And I was a little, sorry, I was a little late, guys. Didn't even have time to iron my shirt and I look like a hot ass mess. But it's okay because we're here. We're getting it. I hope you guys have been watching Love is Blind. Um, we've also gotten a lot of teasers. So Bravo just dropped the new teaser for The Valley. Um, and we also got a new Netflix teaser for Bind Beverly Hills. We see Kyle's actually making appearances on Bind Beverly Hills this season, which is interesting um, because we know prior NBC would not allow Kyle to film Bind Beverly Hills, but I guess this season they allowed them to and they're filming family scenes. It looks like we're getting more about the Kyle and Mauricio separation from Bind Beverly Hills than we are from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. So... I find that interesting. I know some people are like, that's not fair. We've invested so much into Kyle's life only for her to, for them to give this all to buying Beverly Hills. But you also have to remember like Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is a, is an ensemble cast, right? It's a show about multiple women in their lives. And the show centers around how their lives all connect to each other in, you know, Beverly Hills. Whereas buying Beverly Hills, I guess it's more about the business, but it's more about the family business. And so you have more of the family on the show. You have Mauricio and now three of the girls that are on the show with him. So you have Alexia, Farah, and um, Alexia, Farah, and who's the Sophia? Is she the one that joined the agency? Um, but so the trailer for Buying Beverly Hills, which also comes out in March, that also, I mean, it looks pretty good. They're like building Alexia up to be like the new, like one to take over the agency. And it looks like Farah may be backing out of the agency. And people are like, what's going on? Is is Alexia the new boss? Which is interesting because last season on Buying Beverly Hills, Alexia was like really struggling to 
make a sale and get her shit together. And it looks like, I guess, this season she has her shit together and she's about to bump fair out. But we see scenes with Kyle. We see, She loves her cowboy hats. Like, she is just, you know, her and the cowboy hats. It's very, I was like, I get it. We kimosabi you, okay? We see you, kimosabi. Got it. Check. Um, But yeah, I don't think Kathy Hilton will ever make an appearance on Buying Beverly Hills, though. She hates Mauricio. You can tell. So, okay, we got that. We got the Valley. The Valley trailer looks fine. It looks good, right? I mean, it's a different chapter of their in their lives. We're finally seeing that, like, now they're having babies and getting married, and they're, like, struggling to adjust to um, parenthood. It, it looks cute. It looks a little more wholesome. It's a little bit of a more mature wholesome Vanderpump rules because they're all grown up now. But listen, all the bitches that are crying about how Housewives is so toxic and oh my God, reality TV is so toxic. Here you go. Now you got something a little more wholesome. So don't fucking bitch about it being boring. Sit there with your bonbons and watch your good TV, okay? Watch your good wholesome TV like it's HGTV because that's what you want on Bravo because you're too damn sensitive, okay? Kimosabi, there you go. Thank you, next. Um, But if you do like mess, first of all, Speaking of mess, Brielle just got engaged. Kim Zolciak's daughter. Good for her, right? Um, but speaking of mess, we're going to get into the love is blind mess. So for the people that are not so sensitive and for the people that do like drama and like reality shows that are crazy and scandal and OMG, we have love is blind season six, which I've been telling everybody is the best season since season one. Season one was great, right? And then we had the Hamiltons. They were the only real couple that like came out and they're still together and they're killing it. It's we had Cameron and his wife and they're just hot couple. First of all, Cameron is fucking hot. His wife is gorgeous too. But like what a couple, right? And they're still together. They got a brand. They got their marriage popping. They're both like super attractive. And it's just like, you know, they're they're really I'm pulling for the Hamiltons. Um and now we have season six. I would say you can, I mean. Season two was fine. Wasn't that the one with Shake? Shake was a disaster. He was the villain of all villains. The thing about Shake, though, is he didn't have anybody really to play off of. Whereas now we're into season six, and they're all trash. They're all terrible. Like, you know, even Chelsea Chelsea Bang Bang, a.k.a. Megan Fox, she is, like, super needy. Jimmy's a total douchebag. You know he's going to cheat on her. Jess is the hoe nobody saw coming. Jess is just like, I am ruthless and toothless. She's walking in like she's Raquel Levis. You know, obviously I said Raquel because, you know, Rachel's a good girl now, but Raquel was ready to just tear shit up. And that's how Jess is the Raquel of Love is Blind. Cause she's, I'll tell you why. Cause she's with this one and then she's with that one and then she's with this one. And she's like, you know, that, uh, that TikTok where she's like, look at this one, look at that one, look at this one, look at that one. Well, that's Jess. Jess is fucking this one, fucking that one. Well, we, we, I guess we have no proof that she's banging any of them, but we do see in a teaser that it looks like Jimmy and Jess may have hooked up. But wait, there's more because Jess was just spotted up in the gym, or sorry, up at the airport, not with Jimmy, but with Johnny and everybody's like, what? There was a new video that TMZ posted and you see them and they're walking through LAX airport. I know that that looks like, I don't know if that's American or Delta. I don't know. But you see them together in the TMZ video and they're just walking through the airport together. They're not like super flirty or super cozy, but it's interesting. People are like, why are they together? Are they friends? Are they lovers? I mean, listen, Johnny's a cutie patootie, but Johnny's the one that I was saying I thought was going to go the distance, right? Because Johnny actually seemed like a good boy. 
right? He seemed like a nice, wholesome guy um, with, you know, good values, except for his lack of understanding of the female reproductive system because he, like, wanted to make sure that his fiance was on birth control, which, I mean, listen, I get it, Johnny. You don't want to get her knocked up and you want to have, um, you want to make sure that, like, I don't know. I, to me, it's dumb. He, but Johnny and Amy, they're the ones that, they're boring, right? But he's the one that was like having a whole issue because she didn't want to get on birth control. And he's like, what do you mean you don't want to get on birth control? Aren't all girls on birth control? Aren't they born with birth control already in their coochie and they just take it out when they're ready to have a baby? And she's just like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't want to mess with my hormones and I don't want to mess with my body and it's my body, my choice. And he's just like, well, actually, if we're going to get married, then it's your body, our choice. And she's just like, hold up, wait a minute, no. And he's just like, hold up, wait a minute, yes. And you just think he's like a sweet, a sweet little koala bear. And then we see him with Jess. And here's the thing. Jess is not the girl you trust your man around. Amy, if you're still with Johnny, start taking notes, okay? Jess is that bitch that's coming up in here. Well, actually, people reminded me that Laura, who's also, who's uh, currently dating Jeremy, who spelled his name wrong because he snuck a little A into there, um, like in bed, right? You're like, we're doing coochie only, and then he sneaks it into the A, um, catches you off guard. But so that's, I mean, listen, Jeremy's that guy. He's going to, you know, say he's not going to come in your mouth, and then, oops, sorry, I came. Um, but anyway, Jess is the girl. We saw Jess sitting last week. We saw Jess sitting down with Laura, and Jess talking about how she can't wait to see Jimmy, even though Jimmy's dating Megan Fox, Chelsea, Chelsea, bang, bang. And I just... You know, and th- but then people remind me, but Laura was encouraging Jess to go after Jimmy. She was like, yes, girl, go live your life. And so Karma came back to get to get Laura because then next thing you know, she finds out Jeremy was in the pot in the parking lot with Sarah Ann. Trust me, anytime you hear somebody is in a parking lot with a Sarah Ann, you just know some shit went down. OK, if you hear about Jojo in the parking lot with Sarah Ann, you know, Jojo did something Jojo was not supposed to be doing, especially in the parking lot. I mean, as long as they weren't at the Golden Nugget, right? But I don't know. What do we think? Is Johnny and Jess, is there a thing going on? If they're spotted at the airport together and in LAX, my thought is, because we have the finale that's coming up this week, my thought is they're going to tape the reunion. And so they're probably flying together on the same flight. Um, And they probably connected at the airport because we don't actually see Johnny and Jess meet up. To my understanding, like there was never a vibe between them. It didn't seem like they were hitting it off. But listen, if Johnny wants to leave, you know, Amy and go with Jess, I don't, Jess is hot. So I'll let her fuck any man she wants to. Sorry. I know that's that's not how it works in the, in the PC world. But listen, pretty privilege. And Jess is going to come and, t- and take your man. And Brandy Glanville is going to slash her tires at some point, you know. And that's just, that's just the food chain. That's the circle of life. Okay. There's always going to be a hot girl that's going to come and leave Megan Fox feeling more insecure than she already was. <sighs> but what do we think about, do we think that there's something going on between Johnny and Jess? I don't think so. I just think Johnny's too much of a good boy. Maybe he left Amy because he found out that Jess was on birth control. Jess is like, I already had a kid, so now I know how to use birth control. And Johnny's like, that's my type of woman, you know? Run away from any prick who insists he's not responsible for birth control. I mean, yeah, he should always, yeah, carry a condom, Johnny. Sorry. That's, you also can, you know, it takes two to tango. 
Okay? Takes two to get a baby knocked up. Or, sorry, takes two to get a lady knocked up to have a baby. Okay? Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Um, but yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Today drained me. I wish I could get into the show, but I can't at all. Some with, same with Summer House and Southern Charm. Brittany, how are you not, like salivating over this because not only do we have that whole drama or this fanning of the flames right between Jess and Johnny and you know producers are loving this right like producers are like this is the best season we have so much interest everybody can't stop talking about it so everybody like the producers are very happy so of course they're not going to address any of this because they want us to believe that Johnny and Jess are banging and maybe they were banging in the airport bathroom who knows right maybe they were you know jumping into the mile high club again who knows? But what I do know is that they're loving all of the drama, all of the scandal, because to them, <clears throat> this is just good quality content that gets us all talking about it and encouraging more people to do to watch Love is Blind. And I support that. I definitely support that. Um, but we have the Trevor of it all. And we have the text messages that just have been leaked and the, the secret girlfriend that is, has us all on the edge of our seats right now. And before we get into her, because she's dropping all the receipts. I don't know if they're real receipts or not real receipts, but she's dropping the receipts. So before we get into that, though, I want to make sure that you're staying up to date with your goals. So if you're ready to cut the mess of DIY meal prepping and you want to start eating healthier without the guesswork, then I suggest Factor. Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So what are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The Factor Meals are so yummy. I just did their keto plan they're delicious, okay? They taste good. They're satiating. Um, and it just like when you have a long day or a long week, like it just makes everything easier, right? Because you don't have to think about what to make for dinner. Get as much or as little as you want by choosing six to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping, no cooking, and no cleanup needed. Head to factormeals.com slash nofilter50 and use code nofilter50 to get 50% off. That's code nofilter50 at factormeals.com slash nofilter50 to rack in that 50%. Oh, and not only that, but I know the new year's already off to a, a good start um, and we're already getting into January, but that doesn't mean it's too late to start your new year's resolutions. And no, I'm not talking about getting tangled in an elliptical or eating the world's most depressing salad. But here's one resolution that I know will stick. And that's smelling better naked. Thanks to our sponsor, Lumi. You can smell good with or without clothes all year long. I was taking photos with my Lumi deodorant on, but nothing on top. And I was looking fire. I might post it to my Instagram stories to promote disaster daters. Lumi's a game-changing whole-body deodorant designed by an OBGYN to work not only on your pits, but also on your feet, your privates, and everywhere else you get odor, right? So no more musty balls, okay? No more musky balls. Ladies, tell your gentlemen to get, them some, to get some Lumi, okay? No matter where you use it. 
Lumi's clinically proven to block odor all day long, all thanks to a one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. It really does work. The one I have has 72-hour protection. I'm like, ooh, this is actually, okay, I'm feeling this. And I'm not the only one, okay? Because they have over 275,000 five-star reviews to show for it. Like I said, I got my Lumi on. I'm looking like a snack. I'm smelling like a snack these days. I'm fresh as a daisy. So make the switch to Lumi, L-U-M-E. Make the switch to Lumi, and this year will be all about head-to-toe confidence. No salads required. Special offer new customers get $5 off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code. Just use code NOFILTER, one word, NOFILTER, at lumideodorant.com. Lumi is spelled L-U-M-E, so that's L-U-M-E-D-E-O-D-O-R-E-N-T. Code NOFILTER at lumideodorant.com. Oh, um, all right. Mallory says people really need to people really go on these shows thinking that they won't get exposed. I couldn't go on a show like this. I don't remember shit I did 15 years ago. I don't need sleuths pulling up my high school shit. I mean, listen, shit happens, right? Um, but dun 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 dun. dun. Um, oops, I was trying to pull up the screenshots from the. <laughs> trying to build the screenshots from um uh that the the trevor's secret girlfriend posted and then i was accidentally went back into my hidden folder and i was like oh we need to keep that hidden from the gram um okay so there's this girl she comes out and she's just like hold up wait a minute i'm actually uh trevor's girlfriend so trevor is the hunk of hunk of burning love remember with like the eczema or the psoriasis on his forehead and we're like did he have a hair transplant did he not have a hair transplant he has a mullet which is already questionable but you know what he actually can pull it off okay so trevor with the muscles and the mullet that's what we're thinking about he had a girlfriend going into love is blind and so everyone's talking about it because now this girl is posting these text messages that she has right before he went to film Love is Blind, where he basically acknowledges that he's going on the show for clout, for fame, for money, whatever, and he's not actually interested in finding love, okay? So we have a text message from Trevor to Homegirl. And so Trevor says, I love you so much, honey. This was on March 26th at 1.04 p.m. I love you so much, honey. I'm excited for it, meaning the show but more excited to get back to you after and start our life together with a heart emoji. And it's a classic red heart emoji, which is a little basic, but shows that he has a tender side, okay? And then he says, did you get my text? And then she said, did you land? And then he said, just did. And then she said, did you find other people on the plane doing the show? And then he said, the guy... The guy a first asked though. T- the guy a first asked though. Okay, well he's clearly great at texting, as good as he looks, as smart as you know, he appears to be. Um, the guy at first asked though talked to me the whole time. Okay, and established why we are here and agreed on it. She said, and what was that? What did you agree on? And he and then he said, no matter what, we are not getting married. LOL. And then. On April 5th, which is, okay, so if this was, so he was flying to go film Love is, Bland, Love is Blind on March 26th. Well, in this case, Love is Bland. And Love is more than blind. Love is very blurry and murky in these waters. Um, so then we fast forward a couple weeks to April 5th. And this is at 10.33 p.m. So he was feeling real horny. Um, he says, Nala. Like Simba and Nala? He said, Nala, 
do you still love me with a smiley face? And then she responded, pumpkin, question mark. Okay, first of all, it's April, not Halloween. So why are we talking about pumpkins? And then she said, pumpkin, I'm crying. He said, can I call you in 30 minutes? And then she said, I missed you so much. And then he said, I love you more than anything in this world. And I'm going to marry you. And then she said, yes, call me. So then I guess he calls her. And then we see more text messages. And we don't have timestamps or dates on this next batch of text messages. But he is talking about his experience on the show. Um, He said, um, proposing, but she left me on the last day for another guy. So I guess he ended up proposing. Her name was Chelsea Chelsea Bang Bang. I added in the second Chelsea and the Bang Bang, but you get what I'm saying. She told me she looked like Megan Fox. Um, No, she told Jimmy that. Um, He said, Chelsea also passed away today. Chelsea is his dog. Remember, he referenced it on the show. He's like, oh, your name is Chelsea? You, uh, my dog's name is Chelsea, and you kind of sound like her. Um, So then he tells her that the girl he proposed to was Chelsea, and she didn't pick him, and then his dog passed away. And then Nala replies, and she said, I didn't want the first thing I text you to be, call your mom, but it was yesterday. I talked to her a couple of times. She's doing okay. Why are you talking to his mama? Girl. Then he said, I talked to her, but yeah, the girl was, okay, so he just breezes right away. I want to know why we were talking to the mama. What happened to mama? Is she okay? That's my concern. We know the dog died, which is sad, and now what's going on with mom? Why are we checking on mom, and why did we just breeze right over that? He's like, I talked to her. By the way, yeah, the girl was my final match. The girl who was my final match was named Chelsea, and I gave her Chelsea's collar as my item. And then Nala responds, that was very cute. And then he said, I hope you know how much I love you and had to pretend that this wasn't real life to say anything I said. Which is weird. Like something about these text messages just feel a little fake. Like why is it so like, I love you. Oh, I love you. Oh, yeah, I love you. And why is it like, oh, I had to tell myself that I wasn't in love with her and I wasn't going to get married. Like just something about his responses and the lack of, of, you know, things in between. Like it just, something about the text messages feel a little off to me, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he actually did have a girl. He seems like the type that's going to like, you know, have a few on the, have a few girls on ice and then go on the show and maybe fall in love, but he's not interested in getting married. I also, I think that that's normal though, for you to be like, yes, I'm going to go on love is blind, but I'm not actually going to marry anybody because you don't think that you're going to actually fall in love with somebody. Maybe you make a connection, but like, you know, we've also seen couples in past seasons that have gone to the altar and they've decided not to get married, but to continue dating. I think that that's fair and I think that that's valid. Maybe he was keeping, you know, Nala, Simba was keeping Nala on ice while he was, you know, trying to explore his options. But if you let your man go off and do a dating show, then, you know, If you let him go off and do a dating show, then you have to expect that, you know, it's there's a chance that he may fall in love or not. But anyway, he also so now she comes out and she's obviously she's releasing the text messages and she's like, oh, my God, I'm so heartbroken because he left me. And then she's like, but by the way, guys, follow me. And here's a and a Ask me anything. It's like, OK, what's next A get ready with me video. But so Nala goes on her Instagram and she's like, ask me anything. 
And so people are asking her questions and like, you are strong girlfriend. I'm sorry. This happened to you. When did you guys break up? And then she says, he ghosted me for seven days, about three weeks before the show aired. And then broke up with me when he returned home from work about two weeks before the show aired. Okay. So he ghosted her three weeks before the show aired and then broke up with her. So he ignored her for a week and then was like, all right, I'm breaking up with you. The um, the show just aired. Yes, Brittany, the Valley trailer dropped. We discussed it at the top of the show. So that's how I know you relate to today's episode. Brittany, I'm disappointed because um, we already discussed it. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so she says he broke up with her right before the show aired. And then the next person asks, what was Trevor hoping to gain? Fame, money, attention? And then Nala's like, oh, yes, all of the things that come with being a reality show famous. He already films perfect match to <gasps> gasp, clutch your pearls, right? Riveting stuff. Um, so she reveals that he's he already filmed perfect match to. Oh, so maybe that's why he was out of town. Again, why are you letting your guy go on the show on, on these dating shows and then it being like, oh, I'm shocked that he found he dumped me. Like, hello, you're the fucking ding dong that allowed him to go on a fucking reality show. That's like being like, oh, I allowed my my boyfriend to go to a strip club where they're allowed to bang the strippers, and then oh my god, he banged a stripper. Like, come on. Like what? Come on. Like, I'm sorry. I don't feel that bad for her. I know everyone's like, oh, I'm shocked at Trevor. But it's like, hello, you throw a dog into a, you know, into a room and there are bones there. Like, you don't think he's going to gnaw on a bone? Hello, you don't think Trevor's going to try to gnaw on some pussy? Hello, you put him into, you know, uh, pussy heaven with all these women that he's now talking to and potentially marrying. And then there's the fame aspect and then he's getting paid to do this. Come on. You think he, if you pay a man to cheat, you really think he's not going to cheat on you? I'm sorry. Nala's dumb. Anyway, we continue. Because more people are like, oh my gosh. Okay. And so they're like, has Trevor contacted you since you outed him as garbage? And then she said, Nala says, he tried to call me yesterday. He tried to call me yesterday morning before everything came out. And I had to block his number because I was afraid of the potential backlash and prior threats he made towards me for coming forward. He blocked me on Instagram this morning. What were the prior threats that he was going to show? He was going to expose the other side of the text messages. Like, I don't think he's like threatening her. Listen, again, like, I just, I don't know. I just think this is dumb, to be honest with you. Everyone's like, oh, my God, he's a, he's a, a monster. No, he's a man. And you let him date other women. Okay, you gave him permission. Why do you think, like, women don't actually do hall passes? Hello? Come on. That's like being like, oh, yeah, we're married, but, like, let's have an orgy, right? Let's have an orgy with just hot women, right? And not only are we going to have an orgy with just hot women, but someone's going to pay you to do it. You're going to tell me he's not going to want to bang more of those women afterwards? Come on. Then we continue. Sorry, I'm not trying to excuse his behavior, but I'm just saying expectations should have been low considering the circumstances, right? Sorry, I was I was fully expecting to hate Trevor going into this. And now that I'm going into this, I'm just like, um, I don't know. You gave him permission. Like, you knew he was going on the show. And just because he told you what, I'm not going to fall in love, you believed him? Like, come on, of course he's going to catch a pussy or two um all right 
then the next person asks, and this is the last uh, last of the questions. Also, she seems like she's out for clout too, right? She's posting text messages. She's um, doing ask me anything. Like she's trying to gain her little clout from this too. So I'm skeptical. She says, if Netflix gives you the opportunity to share your truth at the reunion, would you? And she said, maybe, but it's unlikely this will happen. They're filming the reunion this weekend. Oh, so they were filming the reunion this past weekend. So when we saw Jess and Johnny at the airport, that's probably why. They're probably not together. They're probably just flying in together. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, that's where we're at. That's what it do, boo. That's what it do. Oof. What do we think? She rolled the dice. Yeah, she rolled the dice. Double personality, uh, double personality, dumber and dumber. Yeah, they're both dumb. Like what? D- d- Trevor w- didn't think he was going to get caught up in, in the hype of things. When you have the producers there and they're telling you propose to her and marry her, like they're going to pimp it up. They're going to push you. They're going to like get you all pumped up to want to get married because that's their job is to pimp up the show. And then... I don't know. I think they're both dumb. I think Trevor's dumb for thinking that he was going to get away with this. And then I think Nala is dumb, first of all, for that name. But also because, like, what did she think was going to happen? Sorry. Of course he's going to actually... Nobody's calling me. Like, of course, like, I just... I don't know. Am I crazy? Am I misogynistic? Am I sexist? I don't know. What am I today, guys? Let me know because I think that this is dumb. She allowed him to go on the show knowing damn well that he was going to... Oh. Natalia is her name. Oh, like Natalia Grace. Remember the little person that was like, um, that the mom said that she was like trying to kill her. Like that was, that was crazy. That whole case was crazy. He must be super pet name for her. Oh, got it. Natalia. Okay. Well, listen, Natalia is a hot name. Imagine like, I'm going to come home to my girlfriend, Natalia. Not when Jess is around. Just going to come steal your man. Just like, what? You have a girlfriend? Now I want you more. Natalia Marrera. Great. And she has a kid. Great. Wow. You you guys really did some digging up on this woman. I didn't get... The second I found out that she allowed her man to go on this show, I didn't really have as much sympathy for her. So I'm like, what did you expect? Trevor's trash, but like, again, you let him go. His lioness name for her. Yeah, Nala. He knew if he was ghosting her that she would put this out there. I mean, that. listen, I don't know how he thought he was going to get away with this. And I don't know, like, I think they're both fucking stupid. I don't know how either of them thought that this wasn't going to come out. And of course, if listen, if he's out there looking for fame and looking for money, she clearly was attracted to that. And she's very similar in that way as well. And that's why she's blasting this all out there. And that's why she, people are like, well, you go to the reunion. She's like, I don't know, maybe. I don't know. Of course, you're gonna, if they asked you to go to the reunion, you would be right there. Receipts, proof, timeline, screenshots, fucking everything. You would be all up in there getting your camera time. So, mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Well, we have the, fi- the final episodes of Love is Blind that dropped this week. We also have uh, Traders, which is dropping this week as well. We're getting down to the end of Traders. I, I think we only have a couple... Um, I think we only have a couple of episodes of Traders left. We have the Beverly Hills reunion. Oh, guys, guys, I 
saw, I got a screener and immediately hit play, watched it last night. I saw the new Erica Jane Bet It All on Blonde special. Now it is under embargo. I'm not allowed to talk about anything that's in the documentary or sorry, in the series. But when I tell you, it was good. I was not expecting it to be like, I was like, oh, it's going to be like cute and you're going to see her and she's going to be like working and she's going to be trying to like, you know, she's going to be sweating and breaking her body to make it happen. But like when you watch it, so it's two parts. It's two parts, right? Um, I will say I liked part one more. They're, they're both good, but I liked part one more than part two just because like you get story, you get build up. Part two obviously is naturally going to be the peak of the mountain, right? That's not a spoiler. That's nothing new because that's going to be getting to the sh- like making it to the show. But like, it's so good. Erica's so raw and vulnerable. Like it's, I can't say much about it, but I did watch both parts last night and it's actually a lot better than I was expecting. And I'm very curious to see how Beverly Hills fans are going to react after they watch it. And if they're going to feel any differently towards Erica, because I feel like a lot of them started to shift their perspective of Erica after watching this most recent season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Um, So it'll be interesting to see. I think you'll get, you'll end up liking her a lot more after this. At least I think so. Um, Yeah. So Mm -mm 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 -mm. it's actually really good. I'm, very much here for it. Um, oh, Brittany says, the Brav Bros gave you a nice comment on Ryan Bailey's podcast that came out today saying you helped them move on up and we're very thankful for you. Good job, Zach. Oh, I'm, listen, they are so sweet. Um, I, listen, I, they give me way too much credit. I'm like, guys, you, I appreciate you. I love you. I'm championing you. I'm rooting for you. All the things. Um, but yeah, listen, Love the bros. They're incredible. Their podcast is killing it. They continue to grow and rise. Um, and Steele sent me a really sweet text message this morning that I haven't responded to yet because I was too busy taking thirst traps and trying to run to tape the podcast. But it was really sweet. I would reveal the text message. I would read them to you, but I'm not Dorit Kemsley, and I will keep my private text messages private between my friends. But just know, I love the Brav Bros, and if you guys aren't subscribed to them, definitely go show them some love. Leave them a good review. They're they're good guys. I loved doing live shows with them. Maybe I'll do... I've already told my team I'm not doing any more live shows this year. Um, I just decided I want... I did them all throughout 2022. I did them all throughout 2023 that I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it on pause, okay? I'm going to put the live shows on pause. But listen, if somebody else wants to do a live show and they want me to be in their show... I'm open to it, but I loved doing live shows with the bros last year. I believe they have, has their, their Philly show happened? No, it hasn't happened yet. It's happening this week. They, listen, they're doing live shows. So go and support their live shows. Kempire's doing live shows. Go and support Kempire's live shows. I'm going to be on his show, I believe on Thursday, Wednesday or Thursday. So yeah, there we go. Zach, I love all your collabs. The Brav Bros, Daily Dose of Donna. Yeah, Donna just had a sex dream about me last night. Not a sex dream, but she had a dream that her and me and Lindsay were all in Hawaii. So boom. Bada boom, bada bang. But yes, love the bros. Love Donna. Love Kempire. Love Joshua. Go subscribe to Josh. Guys, please. I think he's like just, he finally broke 700 subscribers on YouTube. Josh from Louisiana. Go subscribe. Go subscribe, go subscribe. Like I will pimp out the people in my life that I believe in. 
I will pimp the shit out of them. Um, always, I think it's always good to give back. I actually just had a really good conversation with TK, Taylor King. I just taped her podcast. I don't know when it's coming out, but um, we, we talk a lot about that stuff. Her podcast is called Making Moves with TK. Great podcast. Um, I remember when we collabed like years ago. I was in my old apartment in downtown, my little studio apartment. She was in her old apartment in downtown. Um, and now we're in new, like, grown-up apartments. Uh, he's still here in downtown. We just have, we live on higher floors with better views. And um, it's it's great to see, you know, people you were coming up with that continue to, like, grow. And she was just on Disaster Daters. So if you haven't watched Disaster Daters with me and Jeff, hilarious. We have the final two episodes that are dropping Wednesday. Tomorrow, final two episodes of Disaster Daters drop on Wednesday. And when I tell you, um, when I tell you, that they uh, the the final two episodes are are something else. Uh, we have a solo episode with me and Jeff, and then we have an episode with John Hill. And the John Hill episode, which is like the finale episode, that is unhinged, unhinged, um, and amazing. So go show some love. Um, Mallory says, "I love Josh from Louisiana. I love his cooking videos. He inspires me to make Southern food." Listen, the, when I tell you. I love this boy so much and I want you guys to support him because he's trying really hard to get to a thousand subscribers. Um, and I just, I like to see the people in my life win and I want to see him win so bad. Like even like when I look at Jeff, um, Jeff, I know he has a terrible name. His name is Jeff Epstein, but like Jeff is like one of the sweetest, kindest souls. He's way better of a person than I could ever be. I want to see Jeff win, which is why, you know, I want Disaster Daters to be so successful. But also, please go show Josh some love. I fucking love and adore that boy. And I want you guys to support him. I love how much you guys have loved him. I love how much you guys love any people that I bring on this podcast and on this show. So, you know, go support Donna. Leave her a nice podcast review. Go support the Rob Bros. Um, yeah. You know, the only person you, you don't need to support is is Nancy on Twitter, okay? Nancy on Twitter, we can just leave her in the dust. We don't need those greedy ladies taking up our time. But yeah, if you like Southern food, if you want uh, recaps of Southern Charm, if you want to do a rewatch, or if you like Feud on Netflix, not Netflix, uh, Feud on FX, Caputo versus the Swans, Josh does recaps weekly, so go. And also, when you go, leave him a comment and tell them, Zach sent me here. Okay, that way he knows that I love him. All right, that's all. Um, Zach, I have to give you that. You are generous to other YouTubers and podcasters you're friends with. You always promote them, and that's quite good character. Listen, I don't try to have good character. I don't try to be a good person. I just try to actively show up and be as good as I can be. You know, listen, tr tr plenty of people. Nancy on Twitter seems to think that I'm an evil, terrible human being. I'm like, bitch, you sued your daughter for a lottery ticket. Don't start with me. Um, but I'm a terrible person and I'm evil and I'm all these things. And maybe I am. I don't try to be good. I don't try to be bad. I just try to be me. And when I love people, I try to give as much as I can. Um, so, yeah. Thank you, guys. Um I receive that. I appreciate that. Love Donna Campire. The Brat Bros. Never heard of Josh. But will subscribe now. Your name is Josh. So you should go support other Joshes. You don't support other women. Um, I'm definitely going to follow him. Yay. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Poor Jeff. He's so polarizing. 
it excuses the name. He is, and he has a Patreon. It's called, he has a podcast. It's called Manic. If you think his stories on Disaster Daters are wild, you need to listen to his family stories on the Manic, Manic podcast because it's crazy. Is Nancy the same as Karen? No, she's worse. Um, love Disaster Daters. Make a black girl blush. <laughs> Thank you, Kenny. Um, listen, I, when we're in studio, Jeff and I together, we don't think about anything. We don't, like we're just on mic and we're just talking we're just going off of each other. Right. I remember one time we had our, um, our rapid Spotify and my manager, David, who are in like one of the green rooms. Cause first of all, the studios at Spotify are amazing. The way Spotify is treating their creators and podcasters, like they're killing it. So please listen and subscribe on Spotify and give all the Spotify love. Um, Spotify premium, get it. Uh, I've switched over from Apple music to Spotify premium. And I have to say I'm, very pleased. Uh, but anyway, I remember we were in studio one time and, and we had the Spotify rap and, and, uh, David, my manager, um, they loved when we taped the pilot and that's how we knew that they were in the green room watching us. And we're like, Oh my God, you were watching. And they're like, yeah, it was great. And then the next time we were in studio and we were taping more episodes and then they came in and I was like, did you, were you listening to that? And he's like, we actually, he's like, sorry, we weren't really paying attention. I'm like, good. You never need to listen to this episode ever again. <laughs> Oof, you know, oof. But thank you guys for supporting Disaster Daters. Um, Zach, reading the Nancy Twitter feud is so funny. I mean, listen, when they go low, I go lower. I didn't want to fight with Nancy. Nancy came in like Denise Richards. She kept pushing it. She kept pushing it. She kept pushing it. I'm like, you know what, Nancy? You sued your daughter for a lottery ticket, and now you're in line trying to get more money from Girardi Keese, and I'm sorry, I don't have as much compassion for that. In Nancy's family, cash is thicker than blood, and I just don't relate to that. And then Nancy wanted to come at me, and she wanted to be like, well, did it? Because I was like, you literally sued your daughter over a lottery ticket that neither you or your husband earned you got lucky and won that, ended your relationship with your daughter because you wanted money, and then you wrote a book about it, and you're trying to sell your book. I get it. You want to fight with me so you can make some book sales, but, like, girl, come on. And then, you know, and she's like, I'm not trying to pursue more money. I was like, really? Because here's a clip from the interview that I didn't air because I thought your story was not great, so I killed our podcast interview. Um, but here's a clip of it where you said that you were trying to get an additional $2 million dollars. From Girardi Keys. I was like, I actually think the real victims, the people like the Rui Gomez family and the orphans and widows that everyone loves to talk about, even though the orphans and widows have since been paid. I'm like, why don't you save the money for them? Like, why are you in line to get more money? You're good. And you wrote a book about it. And now you're writing a second book. And she's like, how? I was like, I question your moral compass. And your husband sued his daughter. Like, that's weird. And she's like, my husband passed away. How dare you? And I was like, Listen, I didn't know that, and I'm sorry that he passed away. She's like, he was a firefighter, and I'm like, great. Thank you for his, you know, thank him for his service. But also just like, aren't you writing a second book where you're exploiting his addiction issues? She's like, oh, how dare you? Didn't you write a book about your brother? I was like, yeah, I did write a book about my brother's autism. And you know what? I used those royalties to pay for his doctor bills that were very expensive. And I used those opportunities to get him access to treatment. And I also have spent 10 years, if anybody knows my history prior to becoming a full-time podcaster, I, was a, I worked in fundraising. I worked in the nonprofit sector, and I would raise money to help families affected by autism. As a matter of fact, I'm currently helping to organize another charity fundraiser to help adults with autism to provide housing for them. 
okay? Did it, I organized this poker tournament last year. I was just asked to come back and help with organizing it again. I threw in the hat on that. I'm not working in the nonprofit world anymore. This is my full-time job. But in outside of that, I'm still doing this. What did you spend your money on when you sued your daughter, Nancy? I want to know where those pennies went to because my book royalties went to paying for my doctor's medical bills or my brother's medical bills. Went to go paying for his doctor, okay? Nancy, tell me where that lottery money went. The, the money you didn't earn, that you took from your daughter because, oh, wait, sorry, you said that she stole it from you. Got it. Didn't you raise her? So you raised her to prioritize money. And that's why you're over here trying to get more money out of Girardi Keys when there are actual victims that could use that money. So sorry, Nancy. Don't invite me to a fight if you don't expect me to call you out on your bullshit. She's like, oh, you're so evil. I am. Yep. I'm whatever you want to call me. Okay. Stacy says, how in the world did you pull the We Fly High song out of your memory bank? We fly high, no lie. You know this bowling. Um, yeah. Mally, Nancy being like, stop saying I sued my daughter. Well, she did sue her daughter. Yeah, that's the thing. She kept getting mad. And she's like, you're saying untruths. You're saying I we sued our daughter. And I was like, didn't you? And then someone on Twitter's like, wait, aren't these the court documents where you sued your daughter? And she's like, I didn't sue my daughter. It we it was our law, it was my husband's lottery ticket. So therefore, he was entitled to the money and she stole it from us. And she's like, What about what if someone stole your dogs? Wouldn't you want to get them back? I was like, Wait, you're comparing my dogs to a lottery ticket? First of all, my dogs are priceless. Thank you very much. And second of all, what are you even talking about? Go sell your book. Go do more TikTok videos. Go fly on another private jet, right? Because let's not talk about that. Let's not talk about her friend, Kimberly Archie, who also wanted to pick a fight with me when Kimberly Archie was also benefiting from Girardi Keys, right? Let's talk about the benefits Kimberly Archie received from Girardi Keys. Let's talk about how Kimberly Archie was trying to fly the victims on a private jet to go see Erica's residency in Vegas. It's okay. Listen, Kimberly Archie was doing Juicy Scoop and she burned that bridge. Kimberly Archie came and she was doing No Filter and she burned that bridge. And, you know, now she's out there doing Behind the Velvet Rope with David Yontif. And good for her. Keep selling yourself, girl. Keep making that money. Go start another GoFundMe. Do another Hulu exclusive. Get that glam. Get it, girl. Listen, everybody's motives always come to light in the end. Even when it was Ronald Richards, Ronald McDonald out there trying to say that he was the good guy and I was calling him out on his bullshit, I will always call out the bullshit that I see. Clowns always show you who they are in the end. They're left dancing in the streets. Ooh. That's crazy to sue your daughter over anything, much less a lot of take. Here's the thing. If the daughter went and dipped into their savings and stole all of their savings, first of all, you raised her. But second of all, that would also be hurtful, right? Like, and I would understand why you were like, we had nothing left, whatever. But like a lottery ticket, a lottery ticket, a $5 million lottery ticket. That was your priority. Like I said, cash is thicker than blood in that family. Don't feel bad about saying it. I don't feel bad about saying that I would never sue each, my own child over money that I didn't even earn. <sighs> Why'd you get me started on Nancy? <laughs> oh, yes. Nancy's worse than Karen. Nancy's much worse than Karen. Sheesh. Oh, man. Mm-mm. 
Mm-mm-mm. I would love if my kids won the lottery and be happy for them. I will never understand parents who get jealous of the kids. Well, to be fair, Brittany, Nancy and her husband claim that it was their dollar that purchased the lottery ticket and their daughter is the one that went to cash in the lottery ticket. She cashed in the money and wanted to keep all the money, even though they, I guess, agreed to split the money. I don't know. Again, moral compass. Holy shit, that's hot tea right there. That it is. We talked about the Valley trailer, Love is Blind, and now we're talking about Nancy from Twitter. We don't need to talk. Why are we giving Nancy from Twitter? You guys always know that once you get me started, I can't help myself. I love that Ronald McDonald went back to the shadows. Yeah, because he was exposed for the clown that he is, and somebody's going to clip this out and go tell him that, and good. I don't care. The act is called suing. If you try to go to court to win your case, you freaking sue the other person. It's suing no matter how you want to sugarcoat it. Exactly, Wanda. And not only did she sue her daughter and get their money, they got, here's the thing, they got their money. Girardi Keese, David Lira fought their case and got them their money. And now Nancy says, well, Girardi Keese was shady. Girardi Keese was unethical. So now I want all of the attorney's fees that they collected. So that's what she wants to fight for. And that's why she's like, it's my money money which first of all wasn't it your husband's money but whatever um she's like it's my money gimme gimme more gimme more gimme more and so she wants all the attorney's fees back and listen Girardi Keese was shady I'm not going to defend Girardi Keese this was David Lira who represented this case and this was Christopher Camone who was the one that was running the books but whatever right they were unethical I got that I get it They were unethical, and I don't defend their behavior. And what they did, you know, to all these people is terrible. But again, when you know that assets are limited and all of the liquidation is being dispersed the best that it can be, why are you going to jump in line for, they were attorney's fees. They represented your case. I get it that they were unethical, but like at some point, let the mouse go. But I'm sorry, money is your biggest priority. Go sell some more book sales, Nancy. Go do more TikToks on the internet. Go do another Sirius XM radio show. Go do another podcast. Go do another um, Hulu documentary. I mean, come on. I did this interview with this woman months ago, back in like, what, August? And then after actually sitting with her for an hour and listening to her full story, which I thought there was going to be some sort of empathy or compassion that was going to come out of this woman, and there really wasn't, um, I decided not to air the interview. I just... Decided there were indis- there were discrepancies that I didn't agree with. There were morals that didn't align with mine. And I just values that didn't align with mine. And I was like, I don't feel comfortable releasing this interview. And I didn't release it. She kept wanting the interview to come out. When is it going to come out? When is it going to come out? My publisher wants to know when is it going to come out? And at first I was considering airing it. And then finally I was like, no, my gut just tells me do not air this interview. It's just not right. This story is unsettling and I don't support this. I cannot encourage this. So I didn't. Don't cry about Erica wanting to keep her earrings when you want to go over there and have another handout for $2 million. Please. <sighs> I love when you get all riled up. It's great. You guys did this. Are we live right now? Yes, we are live right now. This is not a replay, Nessa. Stacy. I love a comparison between your dogs and money is absurd. Exactly. My dogs are priceless. Okay. Those people raised that dog. Thank you, Celia. 
Uh, I'm sorry, Zach. I brought up Nancy, but your responses were fire and hilarious because she kept getting mad at me. She's like, how dare you talk about my husband? He passed away. I'm sorry to hear that. I feel badly. Like, it's like you're talking about a dead man. I was like, well, you're writing a book about him and his addiction. Like, how? what, you don't want us to talk about him? Why? Because you don't want us to talk about the fact that he sued his daughter for a lottery ticket? Come on. And you're writing a book about him? She's like, he gave me permission to write a book about him. You still, <laughs> you're still exploiting his story. <laughs> It's Nancy's money when it works for her. And when it doesn't, it's her husband's money. Yeah, there you go. There you go. I want to see that fallout. Uh, she didn't have access to it and released it anyway. Yeah, that was the other thing. Nancy, yeah. I'm going to hear from her now. She's going to pop off on Twitter. But here was the other thing. This was a Twitter feud. Like, we were going back and forth on Twitter last week. And then it died down and it ended. First of all, I had never said Nancy's name. I'd never outed her. I'd briefly, very briefly referenced her case. But I had never outed Nancy or said her name or any of that. And Nancy was like, hold on. No, no, no. If you're going to talk about me, say my name. Say my name. You know, and she then inserts herself and outs herself as the person that was part of this lottery case that I referenced and just went off. And then everyone's like, well, oh, so you're the one. So everyone then started questioning her morality. And then the conversation died down. And then, I don't know, Nancy got bored over the weekend and then started the whole Twitter beef all over again. And I was like, Nancy, where did we, this was done days ago. You still want to go? It doesn't matter if it's your dollar, if it's your kid and you let them have it. My kids will always come first in any situation. Well, they're claiming that she stole the money from them, that she cashed it. And when she realized how much it was, she didn't want to give them the money. Uh, do you think there really is trouble with Jackson? Brittany? Ooh, good question, Stacey. Um, I don't know. People said that based off of like Instagram stories, it looks like they're not living in the same house together. Jax has denied that there are any issues going on in their relationship. Um, we'll see now that, that the Valley is coming out and we have the trailer. I'm assuming press is going to happen. We'll see if they do press together or not. It could just be them trying to um, stir up some drama. That way people want to tune in. I don't know. Wanda says, oh, man, it's great to let someone air out in this chat. Also, my mindset needs Zach to rant a little. <sighs> Well, because if you raise your kids right then, the whole damn family would benefit from one of us winning the lottery. What do you think of Tom using Ariana? How is Tom? I need more context. Uh, how is Tom using Ariana? Uh, oh, suing Ariana. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Suing Ariana. Um, oh, isn't he suing her for like the eight months of rent that she never paid? Um He's like, you need to pay me this money before you can sell the house. Or he's suing her for something, right? He's trying to block the sale of the house. Well, she sued him first, so he's counter-suing because um, she was suing him so that they can sell the house. And he's like, well, in order to sell the house, you need to pay this money. Um, pay the money and be done. Like, I'm tired of Tom and Ariana. I'm like, I want them both. Like, stop suing each other. Just be done and out of each other's lives at this point. I don't give a shit, to be honest with you. Um, look at, I was like, oh, we're going to wrap up this podcast early. And then you made me just go on a 30 minute rant. It's okay. Well, 
It is what it is. See, but here's the thing. Nobody was talking about Nancy Marsden or Kimberly Archie until they went and started inserting themselves. They wanted attention and they wanted clout. Well, here you go. You got your attention and clout. You like your attention. You like your clout. You want to do all these little interviews and you want to pimp yourself out and sell all your, promote all your businesses and do all your little TikToks to get your followers and all that stuff. Great. There you go. Great. Oh, Tom. Oh, it's for the loan. That's right. Tom suing Ariana for the $90,000 loan. Yes. Um, I just, she wouldn't be in this situation if she would have let the house go. Ariana just needs to move on. I, I love Ariana. I do. And I have deep compassion and empathy for what she's going through with this breakup and moving on and picking up the pieces of her life. But like, babe, we need to move on. He is not healthy. Like we need to just let him go and stay away from him as much as we possibly can. He needs to give Ariana the damn receipts for the bills and she'll pay. Thank you, Mallory. Actually, yes, that is a good point. She's been asking for the receipts. And until he can provide those receipts, I understand why she's not paying him. But I'm also just like, move out of the house. Let it go. And then he'll stop bugging you and harassing you for the bills. (sighs) Zach, we're grateful for your rent. Well, I'm glad I could be of assistance this morning, Wanda. Wanda Lee. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Um, Be sure to tune into Disaster Daters. It's available now on all podcast platforms, or you can watch Disaster Daters exclusively on Spotify. So download the Spotify app and go watch Disaster Daters. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review on Spotify. Five stars. Five and five. So that's 10 stars total. Um, But thank you, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. I enjoy coming here every morning with you, ranting and raving when we can rant and rave and bitch. It's always a good time. It's always a good time. Give me a follow at Just Plain Zach all over the internet. You can follow No Filter with Zach at No Filter with Zach on Instagram. And support my friends. Listen to the Brav Bros podcast. Go give them some love and a follow. Listen to Daily Dose of Donna. Subscribe to her YouTube channel. Uh, uh, Give her five stars on Apple Podcasts. Follow Josh from Louisiana. Follow him on Instagram. Follow his, subscribe to him on YouTube. Help him reach those 1,000 subscribers. We're at 700. We're getting there. We're getting there, guys. And uh, listen to me and Jeff on Disaster Daters. Final two episodes drop this Wednesday. We have John Hill on the podcast, and it is wildly unhinged. So get ready for it. I love you guys. I appreciate you. Have a wonderful rest of your Tuesday. I'll talk to you on Wednesday. Um, Dax Holt used to, you remember him from, TMZ. And now he hosts the Hollywood Raw podcast. He's going to be on the show tomorrow. So stay tuned. Get ready. All right, guys. I love you. I appreciate you. Get a girl. Get a get a girl to the front, to the right, to the back girl. It's your night. I know he thinks you're fine and stuff, but does he know how to wind you up? Mm-mm-mm. Bye.